I've never been so petrified to record a video before. I've never been so scared inside and yearned for what I have in my heart to come out perfectly because my heart fucking aches. It's like, what the fuck is going on in this world right now? Another example, being human. That's what I call the podcast, being human. And to look at humans dehumanizing other humans to justify acts of fucking atrocity. And now I have to fucking check the boxes. Number one, this is a sensitive ass time. But now I have to check the boxes to make sure that you understand where I'm coming from. I have to check the boxes saying the acts of Hamas are atrocious, full stop, inhumane, full stop, horrendous, full stop, deplorable. Every word that I have in my capacity to condemn somebody's acts or a group's acts, like just add them all, whatever is in your vocabulary. That's how I feel unconditionally. But so many innocent people's lives are being lost. And God, it's a fucking complex ass situation. And I just see a divided world. And I think to myself, number one, I'm privileged. I'm privileged and I'm entitled that I get to make a choice. Do I, I want to say anything? And in the last 24 to 48, 24 hours, let's call it, I gave myself three choices. Choice number one, I'm going to delete Instagram and not watch YouTube for two weeks. I have the privilege to do that. I can put my head in the fucking sand. I can do that. Number two, I'm going to go do the uh, let's post the meme and story game. Let's Here's an article. Oh, look at what this happened. Yada, 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 whatever that might be. I can do that. Or I can speak on it. And I'm no activist like the people that I have tattooed on my leg. But the reason that I had Muhammad Ali tattooed on my leg is he was at the pinnacle of fame. He was the most famous black man maybe in the world. And he believed in something and he stood up for it. And the whole world turned their back on him and put him in jail. And I, I used to think, I'm like, I hope that I'm not in one of those dare to be great situations where I'm going to have to like give it all up. And I'm not even saying that this is it, but man, I'm like, yo, fucking Chris Walker ain't cool enough to get canceled. I'm not rich enough. I haven't done enough to just all of a sudden have the whole world start hating me. And that's the, that's the story that I have in my head of why I'm so scared that I'm literally like shaking in my hands to even begin to talk. And I I start off by saying that, like, I don't understand. I got called anti-Semitic today. And I can't really be anti-Semitic because I am so confused as to how anti-Semitism exists. I'm confused. I'm like, what did the Jews do to kind of have 
a series of, at least how I understand history, really tough things. Like, what was it about the Jews that made them not be able to own land in feudal Europe? What was it that caused um, the Holocaust, World War II? What was it about the Jews in even in the U.S. that precluded them from so many types of work? Like, I don't know. I haven't done the research, but I'm just like, it confuses me and it saddens me. I'm like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. So it's like, I don't get where all the hate came from. I don't get where that hate has come from for all of these years. But when you are a group who has been hated for all those years, I can imagine the impact that it has on a group that I'll never understand the plight of this group to be persecuted uh, for your religion in the way that they have. I also won't understand from just a point of soft history. I won't understand how in the late 1800s, someone said, Hey, the Jews need a home and we're going to pick, we're going to softly pick Palestine for that home. I also won't understand on how Uganda and Argentina were potential candidates for that. I'm not going to understand that. I'm then not going to understand the challenges and the complexities that existed in post-World War II in what was the creation of Israel and the state of Israel. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form ready to talk about the nuances of that. But there is a complex history. And then we can fast forward to the events that have happened. And in my heart, all I want is I yearn. I'm like, can we not have compassion? Can we not distinguish the difference between a small group of human beings creating atrocities and a larger group of human beings that live in a region? The inhabitants of a region to be distinguished from the people that have forcibly, I mean, you guys would tell me, forcibly, non-majority vote, taken rule of the region. And to look at this region of Gaza is complex to say the least, but it's the most densely populated place on the earth. In this small region of Gaza, there's 2.5 million people that are literally stacked on top of each other. 70% of them are refugees from other parts of the region. I have heard it described as an open-air prison. I've heard it described as borderline apartheid conditions in Africa. So you look at a people that have been put in very, very challenging conditions, people that aren't treated that well, but yet are, are living. And then the acts of a few, a militant terrorist group, now cause even more harm. So I think about compassion. And I just ask myself, when we're hurt, how do we find compassion? And somebody recently said, what if Mexico declared war on California? There'd be no more Mexico tomorrow. And I'm like, 
and man, I was just like, man, Mexico, there is some, there is some serious war that has, has happened. The war on drugs, there is a very large gang war between Mexico and California, but it's not what we see on TV. No one wants to talk about that. And I'm like, after back and forth, I was just like, man, you're right. If Canada went to war with the U.S., Canada would be gone. If Mexico did it, really went to war with the California, oh man. And I would, my heart would be broken for every innocent Mexican person that got caught in the crossfires. So then we look at this and man, I just see people sharing. I see people, I don't get it. I ask, what is the intention behind the sharing? Because as the media creates more and more content that is, look how bad this was. We will protect ourselves. And then all that, that doesn't bring back lost lives. That doesn't bring back, I don't know, what does it change? But what it does do is it does justify the retaliation and the mass slaughter of innocent people on the other side. So I have a heartbreak for both. I have an unconditional heartbreak for the people that have received this act of terror, all the Israelis, the beauty, which actually maybe is the rest of the world is slightly jealous, but the beauty that is this tribe of Israel, this tribe of Jews around the world that rally together in support of these atrocities or not in support of these atrocities in coming together in support, despite these atrocities is fucking beautiful. But as we share all this, what are we sharing right now? It feels like everybody knows how shitty this was. So we keep sharing. And as we keep sharing, are we now allowing the powers that be on another side to justify their atrocious acts. Atrocious acts that seem to be on a cycle. Again, I've also been said that don't subscribe to the Hamas media machine, uh, at which I didn't know existed as I am researching intricacies and nuances of this literally as we speak, knowing that this isn't fucking perfect. But the reality is, is an atrocious thing was done. A small group impacted a portion of people. Let's, if one person kills a hundred and the group of a hundred then kills a hundred thousand, all we have is more death. And there is so much pain. So I have compassion for every single person that is that has reacted and responded in the way that they have because, man, it is a lot of pain. And because there's so much pain and because there's so much sensitivity, I don't even want to talk about it. But when I see the pain and the sensitivity cause more pain and insensitivity, we create a fucking cycle. We create another fucking cycle. Here's one. We'll call it Israel and Palestine. We could have called the other one Black Lives Matter. We could have called the other one the Native Americans. We could have called it blah, 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 blah. 
they divide us, and then they win. I don't know who is, and I'm not going to pretend that, and this is not the time to talk about a, a conspiracy theory. But in as we are divided, we lose. And when I think about the humans that are losing their lives, I think about people that I know before this five, 10 years ago, people would tell me about how they would try to go to Palestine and have to have multiple passports to go see family. I would hear stories about the harassment. I would hear all these things and they just kind of accepted that that was what it was. Grandfathers of friends that were kicked out of there where they live and have never been back. And they just kind of, not sadly, but accepted what was going on. So there's a challenge. And the... Another unacceptable thing that is out there is these, what I've seen postings of are people that are now, we'll call it pro-Hamas. And that's, that's unacceptable. I'm not condoning it. To be on the side of somebody that commits so many atrocities is condemnable. But to take one moment to just think about why that person is doing what they're doing. Not to say that it's right, because it's not. But to ask yourself, why are they pro that? And to just take a moment to think about how much hurt they may have been caused or their family may have been caused and a yearningness for some sense of freedom. Just as right now there is a yearningness on one side to destroy in vindication for all that Hamas has done. There's people that have been hurt for years, decades, and they're hurting too. So with all the hurt that's happening, there is a choice to just continue a cycle, keep it going, or there's a choice somehow to find a way toward love and compassion. And I don't know how this gets done at the higher levels, but on an individualistic level, can you mourn for what has been lost without causing more loss? I didn't even realize how connected I was to human beings that are Israeli. Actually, a friend of mine in Bali was the first one that made light to me. And this is two years ago about missile strikes that were hitting apartment buildings um, two years ago. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know that was happening. And so we realized that nothing we're really going to see is ever going to be a complete story. But if we take loss to justify more loss, when does the cycle end? When does the cycle end? For as a human to look at another human 
as we are both this thing that we'll call humans, it requires me to dehumanize you to do an act of atrocity. So can we maybe just look at the fact that these are humans? Not only are the Palestinians humans, but they're humans that under some of the worst conditions in the world have been placed in the place that they are. And so many of them are just sitting as innocent bystanders trying to live life in some of the worst conditions there are in this world. But I come back. If you allow a loss to justify a greater loss, where does the loss end? And whatever justification, whatever mm, feeling on the fucking inside that there is about the events, is it really going to solve the problem? Is it going to solve the loss in your heart? I had a cousin who was in a gang. He tried to leave the gang and the gang went up, found him and shot him. And I remember seeing my aunt at the funeral, looking at all the, the guys in his gang who may or may not have been in charge of killing him. And she just wept. You killed my baby. You killed my baby is what she screamed. And now in retaliation for that, if they were to go shoot up an entire neighborhood, all there is is more loss. But has any problem been solved? My cousin wasn't going to come back from that. He was gone. But we are going to do, do it the way they do on the streets or something like that. I don't fucking know. But it's not bringing anybody back. And all it's doing is causing more loss. So, man, I look at a, a gang war in a bad neighborhood in the U.S., and now what are we going to do? Just put this on the scale of a country. And instead of a few guns, we're now talking about missiles. So I share this to share it. Oh, my God. I shake as I share it. I'm scared. And I guess I just hope that in times of supreme conflict, we can find compassion. Can we give ourselves the opportunity to grieve and be sad to find the path to accept, to accept what has happened and to maybe find a way to not continue the cycle? Thank you for listening.